Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted that you're with us today. We're going to have fun. One of the things that are becoming ever clearer to all of us as we come to better understand what actually is going on is the fact that reality is not material. As Craig Hogan told us last week, it's composed of what we experience in a limited way as human consciousness. And consciousness is a form of energy. So if matter is composed of a form of energy, then it just stands to reason that the most efficient way to treat diseases of our material bodies might well be to treat them energetically and not chemically. And this theory is turning out to be exactly right. The great quantum biologist Bruce Lipton was our guest back in April of 2016. And if you haven't listened to his Seek Reality interview and read his books, that's Bruce Lipton, you're in for a treat. On the topic of effective medical treatment, which is something that's actually when you think about it, very important to all of us, Bruce Lipton says that energy-based treatments are as much as a hundred times more effective than our traditional medicine's matter-based chemical treatments. So let's talk about it. Our guest today is Dr. Larry Burke, MD, who is an early practitioner in the emerging field of energy-based medicine. Larry's the author of two books, one of which is the recent Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases. And we discussed that book here on Seek Reality with his, his co-author, who is Kathleen O'Keefe Kavanaugh, just a few months back. Today we're going to be talking about his earlier book. I love this. It's called Let Magic Happen, Adventures in Healing with a Holistic Radiologist. And it's a terrific introduction to this whole area of the mind over matter techniques that are certain to become the predominant method of healing by sometime in the second half of this century. We're also going to introduce to you just briefly today the glorious work of the Monroe Institute. This introduction is long overdue. I have always loved them, and I don't know why I haven't talked with them before. As a follow-up, we'll be entertaining Scott Taylor, who's the president of the Monroe Institute, in just a few weeks' time. He'll give you a more complete introduction. But meanwhile, today's guest, Larry Burke, will be part of a wonderful five-day healing event at the Monroe Institute from November 9th through the 15th. And we're going to talk about that today as well so we've got a full and exciting plate welcome larry i'm thrilled that you're here hey roberta yeah this is uh, fun to be here larry burke is a radiologist here's a caveat larry my husband is a retired pathologist so i'm very aware of the travails of of being in-house physicians but anyway larry is a radiologist who was the co-founder of duke integrative medicine he's a founding board member of the American Board of Scientific Medical Intuition and a former board president of the Rhine Research Center. He's been a guest trainer at the Monroe Institute since 2014. Wow, Larry, that's quite a resume you have there. And I know that's only part of it. It's not even all of it. So I think you're, you're a great person for, to introduce us to something which, frankly, I know almost nothing about. So I'll be learning along with everyone else. Let's begin by talking just a bit about your history and how you came to practice medicine the way you do it now. Uh, I started out as a conventional radiologist in the 80s, 
was on the ground floor of Magnetic Resonance Imaging when it first came out and wrote my first couple of papers on MRI of the knee and MRI of the shoulder uh, when those were still considered experimental techniques. Uh, in 1987, my whole world uh, turned upside down for a variety of reasons. I got on the National Safety Committee for MRI. We're, we're concerned with patients who had claustrophobia, so I learned hypnosis. And we also were concerned about the electromagnetic field effects, so uh, that got me interested in the possible electromagnetic basis of acupuncture. And so um, those sort of sent me down the alternative medicine rabbit holes. I also, <laughs> yes. also found my first metaphysical bookstore in Philadelphia, The Garland of Letters, and also watched Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb miniseries uh, during the lead-up to the harmonic convergence. It was all a very mystical time for me. So. <laughs> yes, for sure. You, you, you did go down that rabbit hole. What do you think of Qigong medicine, the Chinese medicine? Because it, it impresses and amazes me, but I know nothing about it. Do you know anything about it? Well, I trained in acupuncture in 1998, but I also learned uh, Qigong from my local teacher, uh, Jay Dunbar, here of magictortoise.com. Magic Tortoise. And, yeah, and the particular brand of Qigong that, that he taught me was um, a form of internal Qigong, you know, as opposed to the external Qigong where you're projecting the Qi out to, you know, to heal other people. Internal Qigong is more of a a practice uh, on your own mind body spirit system and the one that he taught me was the five animal frolics uh, which is a very <laughs> playful uh, approach to the chinese five elements <clears throat> where there's an right. animal animal for each one and by acting out the different animals you're stimulating all your different acupuncture meridians everyone please understand acupuncture is a real thing and it really works and they can even anesthetize people using acupuncture and perform surgeries i i was first amazed by you call it qigong i call it qigong but it doesn't really matter it's how it's spelled but um what amazed me about it was i actually saw in real time uh, on um on imaging someone's tumor disappear in a, in a Chinese operating room. And it, it was hard. They didn't have to even cut into the person. It was it was focused. I don't know how they do that. This is a, an aside. If we should talk about this in a different program. But um, but it, it works, right? I mean, that's real, what mm -hmm. we see. Yeah, there's thousands of articles on, on acupuncture in, in the literature. And uh, in some cases, more than a lot of Western medical uh, techniques uh, – uh, in terms of the evidence, and also in terms of qigong as an as an external um, use, there's again hundreds of articles on energy healing of all of all uh, forms. And wow. Qigong is just just one of those many forms. So yeah, I mean, and we also I do teach the five animal frolics uh, during <laughs> the uh, Monroe what the workshop. What are the animals? Everyone wants to know. Oh yeah, well, well. So uh, if you go, if you follow track the. Uh, five elements you start with the wood element in the spring and it's the deer putting up its uh -oh. antlers to, to check and see if it's safe to go forward and then moving in the wood burns into the fire in the summer and that's the crane which is taking off and lifting up uh, and and spreading its wings and then the ashes from the earth uh, fall back to the earth, and that's the earth element in the harvest season, and that's the monkey. 
which is uh, all about offering nourishment to other people and then taking some back for itself. So it's keeping that balance. And then the uh, fall or autumn season is the metal season, and that is uh, so, so the ashes you know, contain the metals of, of the earth in them. And that's the tiger, which is all about life and death decisions and yeah i'll say and finishing the the uh that cycle um and so you you act out uh the tiger and you have to have fierce tiger eyes to be able to do that and <laughs> then eventually the goal is to move through the, the so-called golden gate which is in the Taoist uh, literature that's the transition between the metal element in, back to the water it's sort of a psychic constriction. You have to let go to be able to pass through that into the turbulence of water. And then the, the animal there is the bear who's catching salmon by, by the stream. So oh, that. wow. <laughs> As you can see, other cultures have much more interesting kind of medical concepts than we have. Ours are pretty dry. But so, so you get deep into this. And then w- explain, please, emotional freedom techniques, EFT, because that's something important in your practice. Yes. Yeah, so in 2002, I was introduced to emotional freedom techniques or the tapping technique, EFT, by Cheryl Richardson, who's a famous lifestyle coach. And she recognized that I was already doing acupuncture and and hypnosis, and I was interested in, in emotional release work, and she said this was the perfect combination of the two. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, anti-hypnosis, because rather than saying positive suggestions like hypnosis, you say actually focus on the negative uh, beliefs and, and, and language, and then you tap on the acupuncture points on your face and your chest, uh, in a way that uh, the best explanation for how it works is like a computer metaphor. Every bad thing that ever happens to you is like a malware program that gets downloaded into your acupuncture meridians. Oh, and, wow. And, and then uploaded into your limbic system in your brain. And there's a file up there with every bad thing that ever happened, a, a picture, a story in this malware program. And when we do EFT, we just intentionally find the name of that file and run that program just briefly by repeating the name and it, it, your body will have an energetic flashback to the original uh, uh, experience. And then you hit the delete key over and over again on your face and, and your chest and uninstall the program. And that's what happens. <laughs> that is so amazing. That and is it, – and it works? Yeah, well, that's exactly how it works. Uh, the brain actually uh, processes memory th- through a, a – uh, a mechanism called memory reconsolidation so that every time you think about a, a previous memory so this trauma that happened 20 years ago if you thought about it yesterday and you did some tapping on it and then you actually save that memory again the bodily sensations you associate with the memory are now the, the pleasant tapping you were doing yesterday not oh. the heart racing 20 years ago so. does this then predispose people to illnesses if they have these this negative malware going on. Oh well, yeah, and and probably the the biggest risk factor for any chronic illness is the number of traumas you had before the age of eighteen. Uh, the so-called uh, ACE score from the Adverse Childhood Experiences study that the CDC uh, did uh, many years ago. And it, it clearly shows that the more childhood trauma you have, the more likely you are to get a chronic illness. 
Oh, my word. And, and so this would be all kinds of trauma then. And it could be an accident. It could be, um, what about the death of a parent? When, well, when you're, when you're very young? yeah, specifically in the study, they were just looking at child abuse and neglect. Uh, they did not look at your parents dying or you having medical procedures done on you, which are other sources of trauma. But they're really specifically ask a 10-point uh, questionnaire did anyone physically, sexually, or, or emotionally abuse you? Uh, did anyone in your family uh, go to prison? Was anyone a drug addict? Did you ever go without uh, enough food or clothing? Uh, yeah. Did your parent? Did your parents get divorced? That is included in there. So. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness, that is so amazing. And so, this really then, what what sorts of illnesses? So, would cancer be something that would be caused by? Almost any chronic illness, heart disease, liver disease, lung disease, cancer, uh, it is the biggest single risk factor for chronic disease that, that we've ever discovered. And unfortunately, so few of my medical colleagues even know about this study. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, these emotional freedom techniques and this tapping, does it actually address the illness so people can be getting over that illness? Well, well the, the, there's a good news and bad news story. So if you, if you had a, an abusive, abusive childhood, you probably have a high A score. And if you have – the studies showed if you have a score of a six or higher, uh, your life expectancy goes down by 20 years, uh, oh, and, which is pretty dramatic. And if you, have a, if you have a score of four or higher – uh, that's about 12% of the population, uh, or maybe a little bit more. Those are the people who have most of the chronic illnesses, spend all their time in the emergency room. And uh, and and the, the good news is is that if you, so you have uh, a chronic illness and you find out you have a high A score, it just means you have got a lot of tapping to do because you can effectively lower your score by clearing all these memories out of your body. So. So, but if you if you really go about this seriously, it is possible then to address the chronic illness and get get better, reduce right. its effect. Oh yeah, my goodness, yeah. that's wonderful. So, so you're you're clearing the the body memory out uh, of all the trauma that you experienced, and then your body doesn't react in, in in creating this this illness. And there's a wonderful book by a psychiatrist, Bessel van der Kolk, called. Uh, the body keeps the score, and that's really what's going on. The, the trauma score is kept in your body. It's not in your brain. That's why talk therapy doesn't really yeah. get the job done. So. No, right. Wow. So what what does your practice consist of now? If someone said is listening and said, oh, well, this guy I really think can help me, what, what, what do you do if someone contacts you and wants to become your patient? Yeah, the first thing I do is have them keep a dream diary. Um, because I find that um, often dreams will uh, you know, show you the subconscious uh, traumas that, that you may have repressed or forgotten about or, or denied. Uh, they'll pop out in your dreams, and then that's what you can actually use as a focus for your tapping process. So everybody keeps a dream diary. I've been doing a lot of research on, on, on dreams and health over the last 10 years or so and they keep a dream diary and then we do the tapping first uh, and then after that do hypnosis because once you've cleared out a space uh, of all the resistance and negativity then you have a place for the positive suggestions to go in so we'll do the hypnosis after the, the tapping 
And so it's a process then of helping people who have an illness and who have had a traumatic past to to get rid of the worst effects of the trauma so you then can go in and use hypnosis to help them recover from their illness. Am I understanding this? Put a new program in. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Until I first started studying the the Chinese energy medicine, I was very skeptical, but but the more I learned about it, and they they swear by it. They use this. They use it all the time. The more I learned about it, the more it made sense. And then my very dearest friend has stage four cancer, and um, seeing how chemotherapy which is a horrible thing. It's poison. Let's see if the poison will kill you or your cancer first is sort of the theory. See how well, how, how horribly it wrecked her life. And now uh, there's immunotherapy and CAR-T, which is, is like a whole new beginning. And it's not quite energy, is it? But it's t- using your body's own facilities to be able to, to work on that cancer. Well, the way I talk about emotion... And energy is linking those two together. If, if it's the chi that's flowing through the acupuncture meridians that gets stuck uh, when you have symptoms and an illness, then if you break the word emotion up into two words, e-motion, then so yes. an emotion is energy in motion. And if you think about it like that, then the emotions are what order moving through these meridian systems. And when they get stuck or blocked that's when you get symptoms wow okay and so you you obviously you must be be having a wonderful time with this practice because you must be seeing people get better then whereas talk therapy wouldn't have done it for them yeah um, sometimes people have pretty amazing breakthroughs in just one session Uh, other people with maybe more complicated uh, histories it takes a little bit longer but most of the work i do is over skype or, or, or zoom uh, from home. So. Oh, so they don't even have to go to where you are, because um, you're in the. You're, I think you're in the in the east, right? I'm in the uh, uh, Durham area, uh, Durham, North Carolina. Okay, great. Yeah, lovely down there. I love it there. So, um, so anyone who's interested would would simply contact you. We'll give, we'll give out contact information um, at the end of our conversation, and it, also, of course, I'll put it in the materials so that if you're interested, you you can at any time um, just contact Larry. Um, so, what do you, what did you call your book? Let magic happen. Because I, I love the title, but it's just it doesn't it's not evocative of of health. Why why did you use that title? Oh, I don't. I don't have any training in stage magic or sleight of hand <laughs> sorts of things, so I'm, I'm not that kind of magic. It's, uh-huh. it's it's the magic that we all experience when we have synchronicities in our life that guide us. That, that's what I'm talking about in terms of magic. Yeah. And are synchronicities important in your work? Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, once people go on a healing quest... Uh, and, and again, keep track of their dreams, keep track of the, the people they interact with. They'll be ine- inevitably guided by synchronous, you know, synchronous events that, that let them know they're on the right track. So. Oh, I love that. I love that. Everyone, if, you, if you're not clear about what a synchronicity is, it's you know how you sometimes 
my goodness, there's a coincidence. You were just thinking about your friend Larry, and he called you up. Or, um, you know, that uh, you hadn't seen someone in 20 years. You have been having a problem. You find a person walking toward you on the street, mention your problem, and your problem is solved. Those things happen in our lives all, all the time. And people think, oh, it's a coincidence. We are told that statistically, coincidences almost never happen. But all the time, we have these synchronicities in our lives. So I love hearing that you're finding that they're part of your um, uh, part of your practice because they really are the work of spirit. I mean, it's spirit that guides your friend to come and say and do certain things at certain times. And uh, it, it's obviously spirit is behind what you're doing, too. Yeah, I think so. I think that's wonderful. This is from the foreword um, to the book, um, Let Magic Happen. This fellow, I probably would like to talk with him too. His name is C. Norman Sheely, MD, PhD. He's got a twofer in the doctor department. He's the founding president of the American Holistic Medical Association and the author of Energy Medicine, The Future of Health. He said, the emergence of right brain creativity offers us the greatest potential for the further improvement of health. There's a place for drugs and surgery, most particularly in acute illnesses, but for approximately, get this, 85% of all health challenges. Drugs and surgery most often have unacceptable side effects, very true, creating one new problem after another. It's to this huge majority of patients that let magic happen belongs. Dr. Burke now expands the field of medical intuition with his outstanding, I love he said that, addition to our understanding of one of the most exciting frontiers in medicine today. That those who have eyes and see not begin the process of seeing in this deepest and most critical area of life, enjoy. I thought that was great. He really enjoyed your book. Yeah, Norm was was one of my mentors for many years, and has been, and, and still is. And uh, he also uh, kind of got connected to Carolyn Mace, one of the medical intuitives, through him. And uh, that's where my interest in medical intuition research came about. And shortly after connecting with Norm and Carolyn, uh, then I met uh, Winter Robinson at actually at an it, we met at. A, a workshop that she was giving in 1993 in the Research Triangle on Medical Intuition. And I, I went, it was actually at a fairly conservative medical meeting, and it, it was quite an anomaly, and it was right in my neck of the woods here in North Carolina. So I went, did a workshop with her, and then uh, years later, when I was uh, starting to write the book, there's a chapter in Chapter 5, I talk about all my, my medical intuition, tuition experiences and I wanted to make sure I had Winter's story right so I emailed her the uh, uh, the draft and she got back to me and said I've always wanted to do a workshop at the Monroe Institute on medical intuition oh, and that's yeah. where that all came about and uh, and she had been one of Bob Monroe's original uh, hemisync explorers many years before yes. and so that's that's her background so she does all the hemisync and the guided guided imagery exercises to enhance your intuition during the workshops. So. That is that is a perfect introduction. Um, I'd like to mention uh, the Monroe Institute now, and then we'll talk about what your program will be. 
And the Monroe Institute, if you don't know what it, what it is, this is your job. You, you need to find out what they do at Monroe. The, the founder of the Monroe Institute was a, a very savvy businessman who he learned at midlife how to travel out of his body, and he became a really outstanding out-of-body explorer. He was, he was a bright and ruthlessly honest researcher. I love how carefully he was documenting and making sure things were real. And the result was three books that I found at the critical time in my research, and I just love these books to pieces. I envy you that you get to read them now. I read them long ago. The first one is called Journeys Out of the Body. The second one is Far Journeys, and the third one is Ultimate Journey. If you haven't read them, you owe yourself this tremendous treat. And so Bob has since graduated, happily, from his perspective, and he he founded the institute uh, before he did, and it carries on his work. This whole heavy sink is I, I can't even. This is, we're, we'll be talking about it in a few weeks with the president of TMI. But um, this is something that they developed, and it, if you're interested in going out of body, they can teach you how. They're explorers did amazing things. They went into the center of the earth. They went, to, you know, everywhere. They, they did rescue work. Um, in fact, they still do rescue work because many people get, get since, since our culture is so ignorant, many people um, don't adequately transition. And uh, I actually helped to do, um, Bruce Mullen, who has since also graduated, uh, I did a, a workshop with him, and he had me do rescue work of this woman who died in the, you know, end of the of the, the uh, 1700s. It was the most amazing thing, Larry. I can't get over it. But the things they do there are boggling. Don't you find them boggling? Yeah, yeah, and they have a fascinating range of of different uh, yes. workshops, and, and it should point out that the only workshop there's only one that's specifically focused on out of body experiences, and and that's a very the most popular one. However, all the other variety of workshops uh, they do have you sign a, a disclaimer for their introductory gateway voyage uh, journey saying we do not guarantee you an out-of-body experience it's just to, to make sure people realize that just because they came there and did the hemisync doesn't mean they're going to have an out-of-body experience many people do though um, Bruce um, actually although he was one of the original explorers Bruce Mullen uh, confessed later on that it kind of scared him to go out of body and what he, just, what he discovered was he, he could do rescue work and teach other people to, to rescue people who had gone off track after death without going out of his body and I did it myself I would not have believed it, but I did it myself. It was amazing. Um, he said he wishes everybody would be doing this every day because that's how many people need to be rescued. But uh, but anyway, the, just the Monroe Institute, actually it's monroeinstitute.org and just go there and find out all the things they do. It's it'll Their area is really exploring a better understanding consciousness. So since consciousness is the only thing that really objectively exists, they have a lot of exploring they can do and they do it in a scientific way which... Um, you know, it's not woo-woo. It's not uh, anything but solid. I just think they're wonderful. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about their, uh, the people who attend the Monroe Instant Workshops, most of the uh, places where I teach uh, tapping or hypnosis or dream work, the audience is about 85% women and 15% men uh, across the board, except at the Monroe Institute. There's a much higher percentage of men who come perhaps because – of the technological you know, orientation with the hemisync tape. So it's more like it's closer to 
forty sixty or fifty fifty at Monroe. So yeah, wow, that's it's it's they have a lovely retreat too. Um, it's in Virginia, I believe, right? Yeah, it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, and it's it's all wholesome, home cooked meals, and that the the room and board are all included in in your tuition when you when you register. So. Wow. Okay. So what what Larry will be doing specifically is co facilitating a five day healing retreat at the Monroe Institute that's called Medical Intuition and Symbolic Healing, and it's am I right about that? Uh, actually, we've upgraded the the second half. We're not calling it uh, medical intuition and dreams that heal. So. Okay, that's probably better. Med- medical intuition and dreams that heal. And it's from November 9th through the 15th. And I hope I got this right. It's to help you discover, cultivate, and use your own inner guidance in all its forms as you explore a holistic approach to your health and well-being. Yeah, and, and, and the basic premises we use the hemisync tapes to get people into a slightly altered state of consciousness and then winter will will, will voice over uh, the tapes while you're in your little cubicle it's called the check unit at monroe it's it's wired for stereophonic sound and that's important for hemisync because you, you actually play two different frequencies of sound into your ears uh, at, and it's the the difference between the two frequencies is what entrains your your brain waves uh, into a, a lower state from beta down into theta and alpha and and even sometimes into delta and, and that that's when your winter's instructions will then be able to go to a deeper level and help you and get in touch with your intuitive abilities and we'll do different exercises and then every morning that we do dream work so we'll have people keep a dream diary and we spend the first hour discussing a few dreams that people had and then every evening we do uh, the tapping technique and uh, a variety of other exploratory experiences during the week and some qigong exercises too I should say, um, winter is not a season. Winter is Winter Robinson, um, who's um, a master of education and is your is your partner in this, right? She's yeah. facilitating it. And she's been doing medical intuition for 30, 40 years and is one of the senior people and has, has taught other, other people, a lot of other people how to do and cultivate their own intuitive skills. Yeah. I, I, I strongly urge people who have someone they love who's very ill or who are very ill themselves and are trying to be healed don't just go with your doctor but also go with trying to heal your body at its at its energy level because that's really where the healing is going to happen regardless um, of, of what else you're doing chemicals maybe can help but surgery might help too but um Healing whatever caused you to get broken in the beginning is is a, the only way to really heal. Um, so this may help. Now, what what do people hope to get out of this this kind of event? Well, well I guess since uh, you you brought up the original uh, title of, of the workshop was some, had symbolic healing in it. That's been my interest through EFT for for many years, and I look at uh, what are called somatic metaphors, and and that's looking further into the, the symbolic meaning of, of symptoms and, and disease processes. And people may be familiar with, with Louise Hay's work with Heal, the Heal Your Body book, um, where you look up a symptom and it tells you the metaphysical meaning of it. But there are at least a dozen other books that do the same thing. And there's symbolic 
representations in Chinese medicine through the five elements and through the chakra system as well. So, so do, do you find that there's that they are coordinated in some way, or that they're going at the same uh, principles but from different directions? There, there's right? some. There's some overlap between the different systems, Uh, and my three uh, illnesses that I'm most interested in working with are any kind of uh, pain condition, chronic pain, um, sinus conditions like post-nasal drip and sinusitis, and also uh, autoimmune diseases. And when you look at the emotional origins of those three major conditions – Pain tends to be related to repressed anger in your body. Um, Sinus problems are related to uh, grief or inner crying. And autoimmune disease is related to fear. If you think about how your immune system is responding to a threat, it's it's under attack and it's very fearful and it's going to attack everything around it, including normal parts of your body. Oh my goodness, that is so interesting and that does seem to make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and we've got lots of stories about people who've, who, uh, whenever people come in with sinus conditions or post-nasal drip, I'll always just ask them, did you have anyone uh, who you lost you know, just before your sinus conditions you know, flared up? And almost invariably, they'll say, oh, yeah, so-and-so died, and, and I haven't gotten over it yet. And it's, the oh, tears are- isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So it's internal crying that's causing this. It's stuck in your sinuses, running down the back of your throat. And then sometimes it also impacts the lungs, too, because in Chinese medicine, uh, the metallic element in the five-element theory is impacts the lungs. And the lungs are considered the organ of grief in Chinese medicine. So. Oh, my goodness. This is so amazing. And and are are these people able to actually be eventually cured by the by this by um, the EFT and the other kinds of work that you're doing? I mean, I used it on myself first and and uh, cleared up my post nasal drip, and then told the story. And, and a psychotherapist came up at a conference and said, oh, "I think I've I've got that problem. My husband died nine months ago. I've had." bronchitis and sinusitis ever since and I've had multiple courses of antibiotics I'm not getting better and I'm scheduled for sinus surgery in a couple weeks maybe uh, we should do some tapping on on, on my uh, my inner crying and so we did that and she her sinuses started clearing up in one session and she called and canceled the surgery and the surgeon goes surgeon goes no no you have a mechanical problem in your sinuses i need to fix that and she goes no i have inner crying and it's gone and i don't need to do that so (laughs) oh poor surgeon but and autoimmune diseases are based in fear on on some very primitive level if you think about it it's also a first chakra problem and the first chakra is that energy center which develops during the first year of life when the main question that an infant is facing is, this is safe place or not? You know, right. uh, And if you've got very supportive parents and nurturing experiences, then you're going to feel that it's a safe place and your first chakra will develop normally. Um, a lot of people with autoimmune disease had pretty chaotic first years of life and as a result never ever felt totally safe and 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 that also in the chinese uh medicine world would be related to the water element which is that first element in the cycle 
and it's all and it's all about the kidneys and the adrenals and fear. So that's wow. where there's overlap between the chakras and the uh, and the five elements. Explain to people who aren't sure what are some autoimmune diseases that you might we might be talking about. Uh, the big ones I'm thinking about are lupus and rheumatoid arthritis are the, the the two most common ones. And what I've I've done a fair amount of tapping with lupus patients at at the Duke Medical Center clinic, and interestingly enough, have found that they tend to have very violent dreams. Um, just in the, the the few that I've worked with, they, they report having these violent self-defense dreams. And if you think about what their immune system is doing, that's pretty much oh, being played wow. out in the dreams. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really revelation. Uh, that's that's amazing. Uh, th- this is the part that bothers me. It's it's this is quite analogous to the problem we have with. Nobody, nobody understanding that we're, we're eternal, that death is just a meaningless, trivial transition, and it's not. It, no, nobody ever dies. We, we've been teaching this on this program. I teach. I to me, it's the core thing I have to teach. And the reason that we, our society is so screwed up now is that. The scientists insist, you know, you blink out light, like a light at death. The people who are who are teaching religions insist, oh no, God will punish you, and. This is an analogous situation. The, the, the surgeons are saying, no, I've got to cut it out. I've got to fix this or that mechanically. And it's turning out that there is a gentle way to approach the same problem and solve it without harming the body. Yeah, and the analogy with, with our attitudes toward death is a very good one because uh, our society is obsessed with denying death and avoiding it and spending billions of dollars, you know, uh, forestalling death uh, in the last couple of months of life and wasting all that money uh, instead of you know embracing death as a natural phenomenon. So, so our, the only thing we uh, we fear almost as much as death are our symptoms. You know, our symptoms are there to be suppressed any way we can with surgery, drugs, um, a- a- anything. Injections these days are, are a big thing, and instead of you know looking at symptoms as sacred messengers from your subconscious and your body telling you something important and if you if you shoot yes. the messenger all the time you're not going to get the message so if you shoot the messenger all the time you're not going to get the message that's beautifully said I'll tell you something else that I thought was beautifully said. One of the things you say in your book is that Hippocrates, now he he lived, you know, before Jesus. He's We're talking ancient Greeks here. Hippocrates, who is the father of medicine, said, it is more important to know what sort of a patient has a disease than what sort of a disease a patient has. Yeah, he knew that I, way back then. I think that's, and well, the other important Greek uh, would be Asclepius, who was, you know the god of um, medicine and healing way back in the and there were temples to Asclepius back in 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 before Christ that where people would actually go and make a pilgrimage when they had had a health issue to sleep overnight in the temple in hopes of having a healing dream that then they would uh, discuss with the priest the next day and they would either priest would help them interpret it or they would get the, sometimes they would be actually healed during the dream itself and so the Asclepian temples it's also very ironic that you know, the symbol of modern, modern medicine to this day is the single rod of Asclepius with the single snake around it 
Uh, and of course, it's on all the ambulances. It's everywhere. Right. And of course, no one has a clue that it's related to the god of, of dream healing. You know. <laughs> really? No, I never knew that either. No, I nor do I think my physician husband ever knew that. Um, this is this is radical for doctors because, and and I, you know, you're very brave to have basically followed um, the evidence where it was leading as opposed to saying, oh, no, I'm going to be a radiologist. You know, it's all about uh, x-rays and MRIs. But but you followed it where it was going, and you have certainly begun something quite wonderful. Well, and, and my radiology career kind of overlapped with my dream uh, path uh, about 10 years ago when a couple of my close friends reported that they'd had really scary dreams about having breast cancer, which prompted them to go and get a mammogram. And that's how they, the diagnosis was made. It wasn't because they found a lump or uh, had symptoms. And as you mentioned, Kat Cannabis had been on your show before discussing the whole, the work we did. She was one of the subjects in my, my research study. And that's it caused me to take dreams much more seriously than I had in, in the past. Although I've been keeping a dream diary for 35 years myself. So. Oh, I, I don't dream. Um, almost never do I dream. Is that a bad thing? Well, everybody dreams, just some people don't remember them. So. I don't remember them at all. And I, what I found is that, uh, and, and this is funny, that, that one of my uh, women colleagues who's a social worker uh, has a husband who's obsessed with dreams and young society and all, all these things. And, and she said... He has these amazing dreams, and he interprets them, and I have all these sort of mundane dreams, and and they always sort of, I'm always sort of disappointed I'm not getting amazing breakthroughs in my dreams. So, I just ask her, well, what are you two like in your, in your waking life? I mean, are you intuitive when you're awake? And she said, oh, yeah. And, and what about him? Oh, no, he's very linear, you know. So. Right. So, so that's it, the way it gets to him then. It's yeah, to his dreams. exactly. And that's the way it works for a lot of men you know, who c- can cultivate their dream work. And part of the process, I find, is just making sure you set the intention every night that you want a dream that will have some valuable information. And the way you do that is to ask a question. So I just tell people, keep your dream diary Put it by your bed, but write a question in it every night when you go to bed that you want an answer to the next morning. And have it be about something that's on your mind at the time, whether it's a physical problem or a relationship issue or financial. Just write it down. And that tells the dream world you're open for business. So. <laughs> the dream world you're open for. I love that. So it, it's nothing. It doesn't mean that, that I don't have a future, the fact that I'm forgetting or not not remembering dreams. Someone told me, and this comforted me, um, that I probably had worked through most stuff, and that was why I didn't need the dreams to to work on. I, I don't know. But it is, to me, a curious problem, because everybody else I know does dream, and they tell me their dreams. And we had a lady come to one of my workshops uh, uh, who, again, said she never has dreamed in years, and all I had her do was just start on a Friday night, you know, just like just write down the intention she had a what we call a dream fragment she had just a short snippet of a dream the next night the following night she had a huge epic dream that she hadn't had anything like in in decades so really wow sometimes just setting the intention that's what you want to have happen or or particularly if you've got a real dilemma that you're facing that you don't know what what decision to make that's the perfect time to ask for a dream 
Yes, and uh, that's also uh, a way to work with your guides, everyone. If you if there's something you want to better understand or you have a question about, just just ask your guides to let you remember something in the morning. Sometimes it may not be a dream you remember, but it may be a sense that you and your guides have talked about it in your meeting at night, and and there's the answer for you. Um, that's how for years I worked with my guides. I I didn't do anything more conscious than that. It worked beautifully. Yeah, but, sometimes some of the women in the study didn't have a dream they recalled, but they heard a voice when they woke up telling them to go get a mammogram. Yeah, so. it's, see, isn't that wonderful to you? It all fits together, everyone. It's one continuous system. And we only see little bits of it because we are so hamstrung by our, our dead-ended, um, um, the, the people that we trust the most, the, the religions and the science just have no idea about what's going on and about the possibilities. Larry, this has been great. I've so much enjoyed talking with you. Everyone, Larry's website is he has LarryBurke.com and also I love this, letmagichappen.com. He has articles, a video blog, newsletters, all of that. So go and learn more about Larry on his websites. We'll also put them in the materials, of course. And if you are interested in what he's going to be doing at the Monroe Institute, a great way to get to introduce yourself to this wonderful, wonderful system. The whole Monroe Institute programs, they're all wonderful. Uh, if you're interested in that, just go to Let Magic Happen or LarryBurke.com and you'll find links, right? To, so well, yeah, there's a little that. video. There's links to the uh, Monroe website. And there's uh, yeah, plenty of resources there to, to get, you, get you to Monroe. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's usually a fun sort of intimate environment. We have uh, like around twenty people, and and so you get uh, a pretty deep dive into your uh, own intuitive abilities. So. I love it. Well, thank you so much, and consider yourself hugged. We'll be doing this again. Excellent. Yeah, thank you, and uh, I, and yeah, I look forward to your interview with Scott Taylor. He actually comes from the the near-death experience world so uh he'll be a great uh, interview as well so that's great everyone meanwhile this has been seek reality with roberta grimes i'm really glad you could be with us today please never forget that you are a powerful eternal being you never began you never will end when you really understand what that means everything is going to change for the better for you now one of the other things we should have been covering on Seek Reality long since, and I just haven't done it, is some of the religions and the religion-like institutions that were formed in the 19th and 20th centuries to concentrate on the survival of human consciousness. And we're going to be talking about that next week. Um, one of the areas where all of this took particular root has been in Brazil, and our guest next week will be Jassara Korngold, who is a third-generation Brazilian spiritist. She's very big in the spiritist community. And one of the things she's done is to do a lot of work codifying the, the work of the visionary Alan Kardec, who was the French 19th century founder of Spiritism. We're going to learn about this together. I don't know very much about it, but um, you're, you're just going to love this really sweet and gentle woman who lives now in New York, but she's Brazilian. Um, so join us, please, next week. And this week we've been talking with Larry Burke, who is a doctor, a radiologist, for heaven's sake. He's been joyously taking the truth that matter is, its, is in its very essence is energy to wonderful new levels of healing. He's on the 
even ahead of the cutting edge of what's going to be the medicine by the end of this century. You're not you're, there'll be very little chemicals. It's going to be energy, and so you can you can learn a lot about it now. His books are "Let Magic Happen: Adventures in Healing with a Holistic Radiologist" and "Dreams That Can Save Your Life: Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases." And Dr. Burke, I think. Um, is is laying, as you see, important ground and putting all of it together. These are not different things. What the Chinese are doing, what are what's being do, done in other parts of the world, and what what the visionaries in the area of energy healing in this part of the world are doing now is all going to come together, and it's going to become commonplace. There are people listening to us now who are going to be living at the t- at a time when, when you get some major illness, you're not going to go first to a doctor who's going to dose you with something or, or cut something out of you. Instead, you're going to go to a healing energy specialist. And they're going to soon be looking back on this period of, of uh, history as primitive and barbaric compared to what pe- they'll be able to do with energy healing in the latter part of this century. So it's exciting to know more about it now. You know what my nonfiction books are. We do have two coming out in the fall. One is the fun of meeting Jesus. Well, no, what is the the fun of growing with Jesus? The next one, beautiful illustrations, a children's book, and of course the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. If you want to talk about anything at all, don't hesitate to email me. I get emails every day from people who have questions, have comments. They they just sort of want to want to know more about some things and i'm happy to answer them i consider it a very important part of the reason why i'm here um, to help you to go in a direction maybe that you're trying to go in and maybe you feel stymied or if you just want to I, I get more and more people who say you know i just had to tell you i this or that happened in my life because i've been been reading your books or listening to your your um podcast and or whatever it makes me happy to hear somebody somebody was helped of course, past episodes of Seek Reality are available in a lot of places, webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeart, and the wonderful people at Dream Vision 7 Radio. Also, if you'd like, you can just get an, a, an, an app. I, I don't understand apps, but nevertheless, it's for free in the iTunes App Store, and it will just give you, uh, every week, we'll, we'll give you the next episode of Seek Reality. Please also think about checking out my my blog posts because we've been we tend to to go into more depth there and and go into things we might be not quite ready to talk about on seek reality so i'd love to just invite you to to come and and check out what we're doing there and of course meanwhile this has been seek reality with roberta grimes please enjoy please love please be happy please make the most of this coming week in our one reality Please know most of all that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all in the whole universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.